Hello moms, my name is Deb and I'm super excited to talk with you guys today about the wise woman cultivates her spirit and loves her husband. And guys, look at this. This is so cool. I'm in my uh, daughter's old bedroom and we call it Gigi's room now. We redid it. There's a baby bed on the side and little bunny rabbits on the wall. But I have this sign in Gigi's room and it says, Jesus is the reason. <laughs> And I love it because it's not in Christmas colors and it goes in the room and I keep it here to remind me that Jesus is the reason for everything I do. And I want you guys to think about that in your homes and in your marriages uh, and with your kids. Jesus is the reason that we do everything. The love for Christ compels us. It compels us to love our husbands and love our children. And so we're going to talk about that today, about cultivating your spirit, which means your relationship with God. And we're going to talk about loving your husband. Okay. But before we do, I just want to give you a little history about myself. My husband and I, Randy, have been married for 30 years. And this is our picture in the 80s. So we had a lot of hair back then. <laughs> and uh, so that's us, me and Randy. And then this is a more current picture of me and my husband right here. It's a year ago on the beach. And that's me and my husband a year ago. We had a lot of fun that day. And then these are my kids. I have two children. Wish I would have had more. My number one uh, regret in my life, my husband's too, is that we didn't have more kids because they're amazing. But this is my son, Jack, my daughter, Christy, and my son-in-law, Alex. So I have a blonde, a brunette, and a redhead. <laughs> it's awesome. And then I have two grandbabies. And I want to show them to you as well because there's a reason I'm showing you my family. So this is our oldest grandbaby. Her name is Aspen. We rented a boat last year in Colorado and got her a little hat that says uh, Little Sailor. And so she got to drive her, her the boat or just, you know, with her dad. And then this is her little sister, Skylar, with my daughter. Anyway, so I'm showing you all this for a reason because let's talk about beginning with the end in mind really quickly. I want you to think about your life 20 years from now when you have grandchildren. How do you want your life to look? How do you want your soul to look with your relationship with God? What do you want your marriage to look like? And what I want, when we talk about marriage at Help Club, what we mean is the marriage that you're in right now, okay? So if you're on a second marriage, there's never any condemnation at Help Club whatsoever. And if you're a single mom, we're so happy that we have you with us. We just love you so much and we pray for you and we love you. So don't ever feel excluded, okay? So we're gonna talk a little bit about both of those topics, cultivating your spirit and loving your husband. But I wanna read something to you guys. It's a beautiful passage of scripture and I'm reading it in a, in a version of the Bible that's a little different. Uh, it's a heart translation, but we've all read 1 Corinthians 13, but I want to read it in this one <clears throat> because it, it sounds so oh, beautiful, but I'm going to start with verse 1. 1 Corinthians 13, verse 1. If I were to speak with eloquence in earth's many languages and in the heavenly tongues of angels, yet I didn't express myself with love, my words would be reduced to the hollow sound of nothing more than a clanging cymbal. And if I were to have the gift of prophecy with a profound understanding of God's hidden secrets, and if I possessed unending supernatural knowledge, and if I had the greatest gift of faith that could move mountains, but have never learned to love, then I am nothing. And if I were to be so generous as to give away everything I own to feed the poor and to offer my body to be burned as a martyr without the pure motive of love, I would gain nothing of value. Listen to this. It's beautiful. 
Love is large and incredibly patient. Love is gentle and consistently kind to all. It refuses to be jealous when blessing comes to someone else. Love does not brag about one's own achievements nor inflate its own importance. Love does not traffic in shame and disrespect nor selfishly seek its own honor. Love is not easily irritated or quick to take offense. Love joyfully celebrates honesty and finds no delight in what is wrong. Love is a safe place of shelter for it never stops believing the best for others. Love never takes failure as a defeat for it never gives up. Love never stops loving. And then the very last part of it is so beautiful and it's uh, verse 13 it says until then there were there are three things that remain faith hope and love yet love surpasses them all so above all else let love be the beautiful prize for which you run let love be the beautiful prize for which you run and ladies that is an amazing scripture to think about love, it's the most excellent way. It's the beautiful prize for which we run. And loving your husband is so important. Loving Jesus is the most important. And as Christian women, we have our priorities that look like this. God is first, your husband, then your children. And of course, sometimes you're all out of order and stuff like that when you're, you know, when you're busy or like when you have a sick child or whatever it is. But putting God first in our marriage, putting God first in our relationship with our children is powerful. And you put God first by reading the word of God, by praying, by talking to God, by having a relationship with him. Guys, he loves you so much and he loves it when you spend time with him. Uh, a while back, God gave me a picture of our what it looks like when we have our relationship with Jesus. And it, it was really beautiful. I saw Jesus in my mind. I just got this picture in my mind of him sitting at a little table and he was calling me to the table to sit with him and talk to him. And when he talks, he's the word. And when I talk, I'm just talking, you know, I'm pouring out my heart to him. I'm talking to him about my family or things that are troubling me. But when he talks, he's the word of God. He's speaking truth to me. He's speaking the word. And it's so beautiful. But guys, that's the reality of when you spend time with Jesus, it's a two-way conversation. It is, it is reading his word, asking him to speak to you. You have the Holy Spirit living inside of you as a Christ follower, and the Holy Spirit guides you into all truth, and he shows you the things that are to come. He'll tell you the truth about your life. He'll show you scriptures as you read the word that will help you with your problems and with things that are going on in your life. And so I would suggest that when you read something that sticks out to you, in your Bible, underline it, write it in your journal. There's so many journal pages in our book. And ask God to help you to obey him. It's such a big deal to God for us to obey him. And so I just want you to think a little bit differently about your quiet time with the Lord. Ask him to give you a picture of, or just to, to help you to understand how much he loves you and how much it means to him that you sit and read the word and that you talk to him all day long. He's your very best friend. He's always with you. He never leaves you. But when I think about my relationship with Jesus and, and yours too, 
It's like we're sitting with him. I have my tea. I read my Bible. I talk to him. I listen for his answers. I ask him to speak to me. I'm quiet. I'm thankful. I try to thank him for things that, uh, that he's given to me and the good things that have happened. And I pour out my heart about my sadnesses. But guys, your relationship with Jesus is very personal and it's one on one and it's beautiful. Once I heard a term that says, don't have a secondhand Jesus, which means don't just go and listen to podcasts or other people's opinions about things. You know, I do listen to podcasts and I do listen to preachers and teachers and sermons and I love it. But when it comes to your time with the Lord, it's you and him. It's you and him. And he loves it when you spend time with him. Then the other thing I wanted to talk about whenever I was reading that scripture and it says, let love be the beautiful prize for which you run with your husband. It's so important that we show our husbands respect. And I was just going to give you guys a few tips on respecting your husband that have helped me with my husband over the years. And a big deal in my household with my husband and my son, both of them, is really listening to them when they talk and looking them in the eyes and not looking away, not being on your phone or on the computer, turn your body to your husband, listen to him, let him tell you whatever he wants to talk to you about, be interested in what interests him. I mean, this is just basic, right? Christianity one-on-one, Jesus said it, do unto others as you would have them do unto you. And by listening to your husband like you would want him to listen to you, it shows him respect. And even if uh, you don't feel like your husband listens to you all the time, just be kind and just Listen to your husband for the Lord. Remember, remember my sign, Jesus is the reason. And I know in our marriages, sometimes they can be really hard. And sometimes we can feel like our husbands don't do the things that we want them to do or treat us the way we want them to treat us. Or we can look around at other people's husbands and they do these things for for their wives and our husband doesn't do it. But guys, Loving our husbands for Jesus is respecting them. It's listening to them. It's finding what they're doing right in the marriage, praising them for the things that they are doing right instead of always fault finding. I'm not sure if any of you guys struggle with that, but we're being critical, but asking God to show you your husband's heart and to really find the good things in him. The word says, if it is, as long as it depends on you, live at peace with everyone. And God wants us to live at peace with each other. He does. And he wants you to live at peace with your husband in your home. And remember, in Help Club, we pray with a friend uh, once a week for 10 minutes. Pray with your prayer partner about your marriage. If you're struggling in your marriage, pray with your friend. And don't vent. And uh, venting is not good. It's it, There's a difference in venting and asking for prayer. And, and honoring your husband with your words, even when he's not around, that's a big deal to a man. And so when you're praying with your prayer partner, try to honor your husband with the way that you talk about your husband and then pray for your marriage. And then guys, I know a lot of you guys are in situations where you just really feel like there's nothing you can do. And guys, guess what? The word says, when you are weak, then you are strong for Christ's power will rest on you. And just give your uh, problems to God Give your control to God, your expectations to God, and just say, God, I don't know what to do, but my eyes are on you. And just ask him to help you to wait on him and to rest in him and to give him your problems with your husband. And we would never talk about abuse. If if your husband's abusing you, that is never okay. And we really want you to know to get help, okay? 
but I'm talking about if you have frustrations in your marriage or, or hurts, or maybe your husband has hurt you really badly emotionally, or maybe he, I don't know, there's so many things that our husbands can do to hurt us, right? Um, but giving over your pain to God and asking him to work, asking him to help you to get out of the way so you can, so he can work. And then forgiving your husband if he's hurt you, uh, if he said things that hurt you or maybe done something that hurt you, asking the Lord to help you to keep your own heart clean. There was a time when I had to um, really work on forgiveness. And so I prayed every day during Lent and I asked the Lord to help me to forgive some people that had hurt me. And it really helped. I did it every day and I was very intentional with it during Lent because I thought, you know what? Lent is a time that we really remember Jesus' sacrifice on the cross for us. And so every day I, uh, I just asked Jesus to help me to forgive. And you know what? He did help me. And I also asked him to help me to have amnesia because, you know, just like the word says that the woman forgets her pain, right? In childbearing. And that happens. We forget all the details, like all the, like we do remember a lot of the details, but it's not like it was when we went through childbearing. We kind of had a little amnesia, right? That's the only way we would have more kids. <laughs> but ask the Lord maybe to give you a little amnesia with the hurts and the the things that maybe your husband or someone else has done to you or hurt you so that you can move forward and not hold grudges and bitterness. Because guys, do you ever see those old ladies in the retirement centers that are really grouchy? Well, grouchy old ladies, they don't just one day wake up and become grouchy. They start off as grouchy young ladies. And so I think part of growing old and to be a nice old lady is keeping your heart clean all along all along when you're in your 30s, 40s, 50s, 60s, keeping your heart clean, releasing that pain to God, asking God to work in these impossible situations, asking God to help you to forgive. And then when you get to be old, like around, I don't know, 80 years old, you'll be a nice old lady. And don't we all want to be nice old ladies? So thank you for listening. Thank you for doing this study. We're so happy and honored that you're part of our community. And Remember to check us out on uh, Facebook. I do Mentoring Monday videos live every Monday at 9 a.m. on Facebook on our main page. We have an online group of about 6,000 women and uh, we pray for each other every week and we have more content in that group too. So we hope to see you there. I'm gonna pray for you. Father, I thank you for every single person watching this video. I pray you will bless them. Help them to have the love that is a beautiful prize for which they run. Help us all to do that, God. Help Help us to forgive those who have hurt us. Give us amnesia about these hurts and help us to commit to spending time with you and to look at our time with you as just a sweet time, spending time with you and talking with you all throughout the day. Lord, we commit these next two weeks to you. We commit this meeting to you right now. We say, come Holy Spirit in Jesus name. Amen. All right, guys. Thank you for watching. I'll see you next time. Bye.